Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Dale. You know we had to do a big for UFC 280, and uh, I couldn't do it by myself, so I had to bring back my my bro. You guys always seem to enjoy when he's when he's on. Um, we have some other guests lined up for some future cards, but this big card, I had to bring in the little bro. Big card, little bro. I had to make it happen. You're here, UFC 280, the host of the Give Me, Give Me the Points podcast, none other than my brother and professional, semi-professional, probably not professional, never going to be professional handicapper. Soup! What's oh, going on, man? I mean, I would never say never. <laughs> Never say never. You're right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm glad to be here. As nice as it, as it is to be on the show, mm-hmm. uh, it's not as nice as it was last week. Yeah, being together. Um, it was fun, man. We had a good time. It was a good week. But yeah, I'm super excited for 280. And uh, I know that you're uh, you're kind of stingy with the plays you got here. I, but uh, I, I, I think I can talk you into reaching out a little bit and getting adventurous. So here's where we're at, right? So those of you who are unaware, we got a bunch. We got a bunch of moving pieces going on right now. So one, this is the first live show on the new channel, right? So if you're an audio only listener, nothing has changed for you. This is this is status quo. However, if you're a YouTuber, this is the first time on this channel. Uh, those of you who are uninitiated. I lost my previous channel. We had about 2,000 subscribers on there. They are all gone. Had to remake the channel, and yet here we are. Um, we're going to try. You know, we'll build it from the ground up. Uh, build back better, I believe, is what Sleepy Joe has called it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to build back better, right? <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Uh, by hook or by crook, we will I, will. I will recreate this thing like a phoenix. It will rise from the ashes. Whatever analogy, metaphor you want to use, that's what we're going to do. So it's the first live stream for that. Uh, all you audio only folks, people, it's never changed. The other thing is uh, we're on um, live on Twitter now. We've connected things up, so we're going to be live on Twitter as well as YouTube. I don't know how that works for the comments of the live stream because I've never done that shit before. But in the reinvention, reinvigoration of everything... Um, I've realized I can stream on Twitter. So we're going to do that. Okay. I came back home, saw you, saw, saw all the people I'm recharged. I'm refreshed. I've got new vision, new outlook. I feel good, man. I feel good. You know what it was? It, 
it was the, it was the Shia LaBeouf podcast that got me got the gears turning. That was the seed, and then I came and saw you guys. That was the water, and now we get the fruit. Now we get the growth. Here we are. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, sure. I guess we yes. can go with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I'll match your ten with about a three. Dude, I'm cracking a beer too. Oh, I'm cracking boy. a beer, so we got to get after it. Um, so I'm gonna drink um the normal. Oh gosh, that was a terrible pour. I was looking at you and not that. Hold on, nobody look at that. Um, I'm gonna let that die down for a second. Um, I've got a party case from friends of the show, local brewery here, Oak Road Brewery. Uh, my my man Ben. Uh, and Caleb, Caleb did the, like the designs for all the shirts and all that stuff. I got hooked up through him, uh, through Ben who owns Oak road. Anyway, um, anytime they drop a new beer or anything like that, they always hit me up and they're like, Hey man, you gotta come try this stuff out. And, uh, because I love them and they're good people and they support the show. I'm like, of course I'll drink a beer. Of course I'll drink a beer. It just so happens to be really good beer. So what is, what, what's the, um, so tonight I'm drinking after I finish. I see I got a chuggable beer and then I got one that I'm going to enjoy during the show and tonight will be the Oak Road Joggling Board Lager. This Munich inspired golden lager is perfect all year round for the low country. This light bodied malt forward beer is low in bitterness and big on creating memories. I mean, that's that's really kind of how I am. Low on bitterness and big on creating memories. For those of you that know you personally. Yeah. You're big about making memories. I'm a big memory guy. I'm a big memory guy. Yeah, I'm big on memories. Uh, I, I like to get after it. Uh, but for the chuggable, um, you know how it is, right? You go to a beer store, they have all the different craft beers, and you're like, man, I got to – you end up – you gamble on something, right? You almost always gamble on something. I gambled um, – a couple months, couple months back, family and I went to Smoky Mountain National Park for the week. And uh, there was a brewery there that had an IPA that like I liked. The only IPA I've ever had in my entire life that I actually liked. Whoa. I know, right? Ugh, they usually just get gasoline, lighter fluid, and piss. Um, but I found one that, you know, at least according to the, the interwebs, was going to be similar in taste profile. So I bought it. Um, it's not very good, but I got to drink them. I got to drink what, them. What was that... <sighs> What was that miserable beer that you got when we were watching the money? That's Stacy's mom. Oh yeah, who oh, made who made that? Boy. Oh boy, that was real bad. Yeah, yeah, super bad. Yeah, that was a bad. That was an IPA as well. Again, I'm I'm trying them out. I'm trying this. Can this many people be wrong? I think that's going to yes. be the theme. The theme of the night. Can that many people actually be wrong about something? Yeah, it, it's it's a hip thing, man. Yeah, it, it's like a oh, I drink IPAs. It's like a status. Mm, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Eric says, I think IPAs taste like stomach bile. Drinking one reminds me of barfing with an empty stomach. I I 100% agree with this. It's a pretty a pretty accurate depiction. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if you I don't know if you remember when Eric was on the show. Eric, big trivia guy. I know you just came back from trivia. If I'm not mistaken, Eric owns his own trivia business. So, uh, out of the Vegas area. Uh, so one of one of our uh, shared passions is useless knowledge. And uh, Eric has found a way to make it profitable, so it's no longer useless for him. So, how you feel about that? I'm looking at he's got a unbelievable. Somebody's got a what? Bout was just canceled. Oh yeah, the Mustayev yeah. um, Japanese guy fight, but that's been called off. They called that off earlier in the day. Oh boy, what? 
Well, he said this just in. You're putting him on blast. Oh, no. I mean, so you're saying just like, listen, if he just saw it, it's news for him. Yeah, I guess so. It's news for him. I like right. Austin. Austin. Austin's, you know what? I think Austin's in the greater PA area. You guys should get together. Oh, boy. Austin and Austin and Dustin. Yeah. 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 We'll do I some think, damage. I think I th- if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly via DM, Austin is in the PA area. So mm-hmm. I think he's uh he's he's right outside the berg somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right outside the berg. He said something one time. Don Air. Don Air. He's Don Air. He he said, he said, tell your brother to red up because I'm ready to go down there. Down and there. uh yeah, yeah. Not tonight though. The roads are gonna get slippy. The roads will get slippy. Uh, but we will, we will. <laughs> Uh, we'll go fill up the buggy with beer and we'll get after it. That's mm-hmm. what he said. 412. Yes, sir. See, some chip chopped ham, some chip chop, Isley's chip chopped ham. People outside of the Pittsburgh area are like, what, the, what are these idiots talking about? So anyway, um, housekeeping, anything else? Did, 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 what, um, I no. met a, um, what I believe to be, is there, a, is there a Greek mafia? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so I met what I believe to be a member of the Greek Mafia today. Mm, Okay. Um, So for those of you, most of you know that I, I, you know, I'm a Merce. You are a Merce, yeah. And I work in an operating room. Well, this guy brought in a, you know, what was supposedly his child today. (laughs) Six years old. Mm -hmm. Kid came in for surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, He's in like his mid-60s. Love it. Love it. Keep shooting, bro. Big beard. Yep, keep shooting. I love it. Super, super clean, salt and pepper, high and tight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Full matching track suit. Mm, I like this a lot. Okay. <laughs> Big gold chains. Yep, yep. With a silver briefcase. Silver briefcase. He paid in cash? Oh, please. Please oh, hold. Hold on. So, hold on. It's your story. Go ahead. Obviously, this, you know, obviously surgery is covered through insurance, right? Sure. Most, or you yeah. pay up front. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so surgery is paid for. In the recovery room, he pops open the silver briefcase and pulls out not like not a roll of ones, mm-hmm. but I'm talking a wad mm-hmm. of cash mm-hmm. and goes to the surgeon on the side and tries to hand the surgeon this wad of cash. She denies and says, I can't take that. And he says, no, no, it's not for the surgery. I know I know that that's paid for, but this is for you for taking care of my child. Mm. Yeah, mm. Mm. I like this. Yeah, it was dude. the brief. With the briefcase wasn't handcuffed to him, though. No, it was not handcuffed to him. Now, obviously, you can't violate HIPAA in any way, shape, or form, Correct. and I wouldn't ask you to. But did the last name match the aesthetic? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, so it was like a Papadopoulos or something like that. Pretty damn close. Real close. Yeah, real close. I've almost, I almost nailed it right off the rip. I want to yeah. go. I can say first name. No, 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 no. Don't say anything at all. Don't say anything at all. Okay. The the internet's a weird place. It's a weird place. We've probably dude, already said too much. So don't dude, say anything else. Yeah. Wild. I like yeah. as soon as it happened, I was like, yep. Yep. Yeah. I like that. I like that though. Look, man. I mean, if you've got it like that, like that again. So this is that I go back to this, right? The people that are billionaires and millionaires and they screw it up for the rest of us by acting a fool or, or being like, oh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a billion dollars and then I'm just gonna go disappear in a cabin in the woods. You're messing it up for those of us that will never be billionaires. You got to do some shit like that every once in a while as a billionaire because that's how I want to flex if I'm ever a billionaire. That's how Mm -hmm. I would flex it every once in a while. And again, nothing wrong with living in the woods. I I long for the woods, but at a certain point, flex it a bit. Just just a little bit. Flex it out. So, all right. Uh, Let's wet the whistle and get into this, right? Yeah? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where are we starting? Oh, yeah, go ahead, chug your beer. Where are we starting? Yeah, we, we, you starting at the top of the card? Are we starting the early prelims? What are you doing? First, first fight on the main card, as oh. always. All right, listen, I just didn't know if you were getting frisky. Bro, that Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad is frisky. Mm, you know where I stand here. All right, well, let's get after it. Sean Brady, <clears throat> minus 135, taking on Bilal Muhammad, plus 110, over under on rounds. <clears throat> Excuse me, is two and a half. I got that stomach bile that's fighting back. Uh, Sean Brady undefeated 15 and 0, Bilal Muhammad at 21 and 3. You are the guest, good sir. Go first. I just I, I do I I do like Sean Brady in this fight a lot. Um, I think Sean Brady brings a more well-rounded um, ability to this fight. I also like Sean Brady's insane cardio along with his brute strength. Um, and Bilal Muhammad has gotten by on what I feel to be favorable matchups. Ooh, okay. Uh, and I think that Sean Brady is the polar opposite of that here. Mm, okay, okay. Any more? You gotta, you no, gotta, no, no, go ahead. I want I want your thoughts here. No, so I, I agree with what you're saying. So one, I love Sean Brady. Um, uh, there's, there's a few guys that I believe to be very – very much on the cusp of like the next generation. Um, one of the ideas that, I mean, <clears throat> one of the ideas that, that it remains very heavy in the MMA fantasphere is who's next, what's next on top of um, it's juxtaposed against to like, who's the greatest of all time, right? Like we always want to know who's going to be the best ever, who's the greatest ever, but also who's, who's next in line. Nobody really gives a shit about the people in the middle, right? Correct. The people, the climbing the ladder, they, they care about the first step. They care about the last step. Correct. Um, but that being said, Sean Brady is one of the guys that I, I, along with thousands of others have sort of earmarked as, Hey man, we need to pay attention to this dude because he's really, really good. Yes. Um, the only knock that you can say, or that we can put on him currently is the cardio wanes from time to time. But it's because he's built like a Ninja Turtle and walks around at like two and a half percent body fat. Correct. Um, he's moving a lot of muscle very um, fluidly, right? Yes. So um, one of the things that makes me very interested in this fight is Bilal Muhammad's strength is Sean Brady's strength. Bilal Muhammad has made a career of basically Colby Covington people, Covingtoning people, right? He's, oh, you're a good striker. Oh, you you want to do all these other things? Allow me to just wrestle death you. Allow me to put a pace on you that you don't like and you're uncomfortable with, and I'll make you my, fight my fight, and I'm better at it than you. Uh, Sean Brady is better at fighting that fighting style than Bilal Muhammad is, yes. and he has knockout power, which Bilal Muhammad does not have. So um, I believe Sean Brady is going to win this fight. I don't necessarily know that you should get caught up in the idea of Sean Brady finishing Bilal Muhammad. Nope. Um, even though Brady is very capable of it. Um, I think that this fight, this is a, this is either an over two and a half. This is a fight, go the distance play um, or it's a Sean Brady by decision play. I don't see, I don't see a Bilal Muhammad here. I, even if, even if things get dicey, right? 
even if even if things get real dicey, I think that the domination that Brady will display in the rounds that he wins will solidify the the cards, right? I don't think we're going to have a toss-up round anywhere. So like Brady will emphatically win 1 and 3 or 1 and 2 or 2 and 3. It will come with emphasis. So there will be no doubt in that unanimous nod. 29-28 Sean Brady, I think he gets it done. I think he gets it done. Yeah, I I do too. And like I like the the fight to go the distance play. Um, and like I said, I do like Sean Brady, so I do like Sean Brady by decision. Bilal Muhammad was three, mm-hmm. three fights in the last six or seven years that have been finished. Yeah, he's not he's not known for it. I mean, no, no, I, and even if they were, it was submission. And Sean Brady doesn't have a knockout, does he? But his two his two finishes are submission as well. So I, even though Sean Brady d- is a better striker, I don't see him finishing this fight that way. And I think Bilal Muhammad does enough to defend himself against submissions. I do like I, – I, it's tough for me to say that somebody's going to, you know, wrestle fuck Bilal Muhammad to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, his strength is Bilal's strength, and I think Sean Brady is better at it than Bilal Muhammad. So I would go with Sean Brady by decision in this fight. The only thing that makes me nervous, and, th- and this is like this is the anomalous, out of the blue way that I think this fight might go, is oftentimes when we see two wrestlers get in there with each other, they don't want to wrestle at all. Stand and bang. They want to stand and bang, right? Give me Sean Brady in the stand and bang. And, and if it's the, any day, I I agree from a power perspective. But if if Sean Brady then becomes ineffective, say he can't get Bilal out of there, or he's inaccurate, and Bilal then is able to turn the tide with his pace and volume punch him, i.e. a Colby Covington style, yeah. you know, thing. I think things can get dicey. Um, I'm, I'm really banking on Sean Brady winning two rounds emphatically. I'm also banking on the fact that he's going to want to go out there and wrestle Bilal Muhammad, that he's, that he's going to invite the idea of wrestling. I, I really hope this doesn't turn into two wrestlers that pretend to be boxers. But then again, you watch the Sean Brady-Michael Chiesa fight, and that's how Michael Chiesa tried to win the fight was by volume punching him, mm-hmm. and it did not work. No, no. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, I I hate to bet a fight to go to go the distance because it's just it's 15 minutes of punch face where literally anything can anything happen. Can happen. I and I, ha- I hate that. But, I mean, honestly, I'm just kind of leaning a Sean Brady, Sean Brady. or pass here. I don't really... I'm not sitting here backing up the truck on Sean Brady in this fight, but I I do like him a considerable amount at the minus 135 spot. And this is a huge stepping stone for him. Oh yeah, for this sure. This is this is the yeah this is yeah. I lo- I love this spot for him. Yeah. Um, that being said, that being said, if Bilal Muhammad wins this fight, I hope he doesn't have any hard feelings and he still invites me back onto his show for picking Sean Brady. So. Because apparently, apparently, we've now reached the point where people listen to the show that are on the roster and oh, give a yeah. shit about what I have to say. Yeah. So, yeah, um, let me let me be very clear. I believe both of these men are quite talented, and I believe both of them are elite level mixed martial artists. However, I believe Sean Brady will win this fight, but of no disrespect to Bilal Muhammad, and I hope someday that him and I can be amicable and friends, and he'll invite me onto his show. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that as fucking milk toast as, as everybody wants <laughs> it to be? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hurt anybody's feelings, Dale. Yeah. You, <laughs> my feelings. 
Oh man, if you, got, if you guys only knew. All right, here we go. Next, <laughs> this that was probably worse than saying something. Yes, it was. It, yeah, it was. Fuck, mm-hmm. whatever. We'll get over it. All right, you'll hear uh, about it. Yeah, I'm, I have no <laughs> doubt. I'll hear all about it. All right, we got my girl Manafiro taking on Caitlin Chukagian. Uh, Manon minus two twenty five versus Caitlin Chukagian plus one seventy five. Over under here, soup is at two and a half. Now I love Manon. I love Manon. As the fighter, I love Manon in the Bible. I don't know if I love her at minus 225 against Caitlin Chukagian, who is the decision machine. And yep. I have said for the last, yep. you know, 18, 24, 36 months to anybody with a pulse that'll listen to me, not a lot of women on earth are deserving of a minus 225, 250 you know, kind of line. And yet here we are with man at a minus two twenty five. real quick. I want to address in the, the chat. Uh, my man, Daz says, what is milk toast? Milk toast is like, um, middle of the road, plain, bland. Um, it just it takes no effort, right? Um, it, it used to be an old timey breakfast. Um, you know, uh, bread soaked in milk and then um fried uh think of like a poor man's oh, shit daz you're so daz is english so uh it, it can't call it french toast i don't know what you guys call it there but um eggy eggy bread eggy toast yes. egg it think about it as eggy bread without the egg that's what it is yeah and i think the slang of it is in reference to somebody who's in fear of like any repercussion or backlash, somebody right. who's afraid to stand up for a cause, somebody who doesn't want to ruffle feathers. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. That That's what we got. All right. So bring it all back around. Um, Manon's a minus 225 here against Caitlin Chukagian, plus 175. My only knock against Caitlin is she doesn't particularly love power punchers, which is what Manon is. Um, and I don't, I mean, to say somebody doesn't like getting hit is, obvious nobody likes getting punched um but i i have a hard time going against caitlin chukagian we very rarely get her at these prices because vegas right. knows the chukagian way right they know the chukagian science um the chukagianisms i like her plus 175 here i mean women's science be damned why not i mean dude that's just what she does right it just she she hovers around a title shot by Fucking, um, I don't know, dude. Who who else is like that? Um, like Chael Sonnen was like that for the longest time. Chael would take your number one contender and just beat them, right? And then yes. like you're not a number one contender anymore, but we can't justify giving Chael another title shot. But he just beat the number one contender again. It's the same. It's the same thing. That's who Caitlin Chukagian is. Yeah. So, and I can't. I, real quick, I know you want to you want to run on it. Is that? I'm I'm no longer playing the whole she might be she might retire soon she might not retire soon because she wants to start a kid thing. I've been saying that for two years after I heard her say that in an interview. That is not the case. She is very much in the game, new fight deal. I guess kids go on the back burner. Fuck it. She's gonna try to have a kid when she's 42. She wants a title. She wants that that run back with Valentina. She beats Manon. I think it's there. I think she's got a strong argument for it. I just don't know man if Manon's gonna get it done. So if this fight were a picking, a pick 'em, mm. um, I would f- side with Manon. Yeah, but when you look at 
value and implied odds. Chukagian at a plus one twenty five or plus one seventy five, and just like like um, Eric Betts fight said, he said betting against Chuk in a fight that is expected to reach the scorecards is not a winning strategy in the long term. Hmm. So if you expect this fight to go the distance, which the majority of women's mixed martial arts you expect to go the distance, unless you're looking at you know elite level talent versus you know, uh, an Amanda Nunez versus Megan Anderson. Ooh. Something along those lines. Bro, Megan's uh, good. Don't shit on my girl, Megan. Well, she was good until she fought Amanda Nunez. Bro, anyway, that that is that toenail TKO, the toenail TKO is elite. All right. But listen, um, at this price, I think the only play here, not saying that it should be played, I think the only play in this would be to take Chukagian. Yeah. I think yeah. that Manon's way too overpriced here at minus 225. Um, that being said, I think Manon's method of victory is TKO. I don't think she wins two rounds. No, I agree. So, well, I'm saying you're talking about the only play. I think if you're on the Manon side, you get a price, you get a better price on her. You take her by KO, TKO. I, I mean, it, her to win by TKO is available on DraftKings plus 380. FanDuel's got it at plus 490. That's how Manon wins this fight is by knockout. Yeah. She's not she's not winning two rounds against Caitlin. Caitlin will put a pace on her in two and three. I just if, yeah. if I'm, I'm saying if you're looking at plus money women's plays, you know. All right, what's Daz say? Man of Manning Chukagian main card method TKO round combo three at seventeen. What the f- dude? What the fucking British odds is that? You tell me what what is that? What is that? It's it's probably seventeen hundred. Okay, okay, all right. Chukagian. Oh, dude, I got no. Ch- wait, wait. TKO round three. That's right. got to be more than seventeen hundred. Yeah, it's. Um... I mean, that's only seventeen to one on your money for a round three KO in a chick fight plus sixteen hundred. That's it. Fight ends in TKO Five. round three plus seventeen hundred. No, he's got it. He's got wow. it. He's dead. He's dead on the rights. That's. Yep. Wow. Yep. I got it right here. Showing it on FanDuel. That's tough. That's so it's either girl to win by TKO. Either girl to win by TKO in the third round. I, <laughs> 17 to one does not seem like good enough value on that. I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, realistically speaking, if you're looking at that same thing, you could get, bro, you can get Manon. Uh, Dude, I, I love just getting deep in the weeds on fucking chick fights. It's so ridiculous, dude. Uh, let's see here. Um, man and wins in round two. Just the fight to end in round three is plus 1,500. Um, man and to win in round three is plus 2,600. Give me Chukagian by sub in the second round. Chukagian by sub. In the second round, yep, that's uh, uh, that's my shot. I'm shooting my shot, dude. That's a shot right there. Um, how about a double chance? Chukagian wins in final round or by decision plus two twenty. No, no. What's the odds on Chukagian by sub in the second round, dude? Hold on, let me fucking find this thing. Jeez, oh man, we should have went over this ahead of time so that way I could have found this. Uh, Chukagian wins by submission in round two plus five thousand. Perfect, fifty to one on your money. 
Chef's kiss? Did you just fucking chef's kiss? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Okay. Wh- where did I land on this? I landed on Chukagian by- <laughs> money line. You're going, you're going wild here. Uh, yes. Chukagian money line is that's the only play that, like, I don't think I'm, I honestly don't personally think I'm going to bet this fight. But if I were going to, Chukagian plus 175 would be the play that I would make. Yeah. I don't know if he's still in here or not, but if he is, I'm just going to pose it so that way, I, I mean, hopefully I can get it. But um, Eric has done, has started a project called She's a Dog, I think is what it is, um, where he has been tracking based on, you know, women's science or women's science, but I'm not going to, I mean, he, not yours, but yeah, in general. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, maybe I helped plant the seed. I don't know. He never maybe gave, you did. Maybe you didn't. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, if I did, whatever, that's fine. But anyway, he started this project called She's a Dog or Chick's a Dog or something like that, where he's tracking women's science. Uh, Eric, if you wouldn't mind, if you're still in here, if you wouldn't bless the chat with some of those stats that are pertinent as we move through these, because there is another women's science play um, on this card. But we'll just I'll circle back to it if you don't mind. If I mean, if you're in here still super, if not, no big deal. Anyway. All right. Next fight we've got. Dude, <laughs> so fucking funny, bro. Plus 5,000. You're out of your mind. All right. Benil Dariush taking on Matus Kamrot. Um, I I got to wet my whistle for this one, man. This is this is probably one of my favorite spots on this card. Uh, Gamrot minus 180. Dariush plus 150. Over on the rounds is at two and a half. One go, of ahead. The, go ahead. One of the things. One of the things I really love about this show is nobody tells me what I can and can't say, right? It's my show. Fucking Correct. say whatever say whatever I want, right? That being said, there were times where I've been known to sort of taper back a bit. Where I've been I've been I've you know I earmuffed things a little bit. One of those things has been on Benil Dariush. I've 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 tiptoed through the tulips on Benil Dariush for a long time. Tiptoe through the tulips. Yes, I really did. And you know, you know what? I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to. Matush Gamrod is gonna fucking murder Benil Dariush. Murder. Murder. He's gonna murder him. He's gonna murder him. This is the I know that we're gonna go with uh, what's his face? Machia versus Gordon, and Machia's a minus one thousand, and Malcolm Gordon is a plus six hundred, and that's the biggest betting favorite on the card. But this is probably a close. I know the odds don't portray it, but this is a close second as far as odds go. I don't. I'm. I don't know what. I don't know what anybody sees here that makes you believe on God's green earth that Benil Dariush is a plus one fifty against Matush Gamrot. Gamrot's better on the ground. He's got better cardio. He's got more power. He is an absolute killer. Not to mention the fact he is a motherfucking Caucasus Mountain warrior. He yeah. is going to murder Benil Dariush. Oh, but Dale, Benny's a nice guy. Eggs and Benny. He's a he's a missionary. He just wants to bring the light and love of our Lord to the to to the MF. I kudos to you, Benil Dariush, and your 
team out there at King's MMA. And I pray you continue to do the Lord's work. But you're going to have plenty of time to heal up and do that when Matush Kamrat sits you down for the next 18 months after he beats you an inch from your life. <laughs> Matush Kamrat's going to crush him. The only way that this isn't a suspended, long-form ass-beating is if Gamrot sleeps him immediately or taps him quick. If this goes three rounds, this is a level of ugly that is that will not be seen on the rest of the card. If if Benil Darius shows up with that skinny, fat, zero muscle, weird, I don't know how I made 155 pounds, look like a burlap bag filled with socks body that he normally shows up with against the chiseled Georgian marble of Matush Gamrot, he is going to get thrashed. He looks like a Ziploc baggie full of pudding. He does. He does. <laughs> he does. He looks like if you cook the bratwurst, cut the skin off of it, and squeezed all the contents out into a bag, and then gave it some jujitsu skills, you've got Benil Dariush. And I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. He's had gray hair on his sideburns and his temples since he was 18 years old. Benil's a very nice man. Very talented, but he has no quality wins, has no reason being ranked where he is in, in the lightweight division. The only reason why he's ranked where he is in lightweight division is because the lightweight division is a round robin of circle jerks where the top four guys just fight each other over and over again, and they're not sure what to do with anybody that has a winning streak. So all of a sudden, Benil Darius beats Tony Ferguson. He just a washed-ass Tony Ferguson, Scott Holtzman, a, a, a Dracar Close that almost had him knocked out before he knocked out Dracar Close. And and Frank the Crank. Oh, and don't forget a quality win over fucking Frank the Crank. <laughs> the only quality win that Benil has is over freaking Drew Dober. That's yeah, it. That's over it. my boy Drew. That's the only quality win that he has. Outside of that, bah, I I I I I fart it. Not even a chef's kiss. I fart it. Matush Gamrot for all my money. All my money. All of it. All of my money, max play, Matush Gamrot, max play. It's like it's what we like to call Grandma's pension play. Yes, all yeah. my money. He's getting all of my money. I, I will have I will have other plays that will lead into a secondary, larger play on Gamrot. Listen, I, I've talked fights with you for a long time. I have been on a podcast with you on and off for five years, four years now. I have never heard you so passionate about a play. No, no, no. There was one other time, and I hate to bring it up. Oh, no, no, please. I'd like to let's hear it. Gregor Gillespie over Kevin Lee. All right. Now, but hold on. A, let's listen. But that's that, I will say, was also personal bias. A little bit, but it was also that because was the, it was the it biggest was a, loss I've ever taken on a bet. That's my it biggest was loss. A, a guy that we both firmly believed mm-hmm. could push if if committed to the sport. Yes, which he's not. Which he's not. <laughs> which he's not. He doesn't he's care about fighting even, at all. He does not care. Yeah. If yeah. committed to the sport, could have made a push for a belt. For sure. And he decided to go. It, it's a dude. It was you mentioned it earlier. When, when a wrestler gets in there and says, I don't want to wrestle, I want to strike with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When he should have just been the rabid dog that he was, yep. Yep. The, the the honey badger that he is, yeah. and just mauled Kevin Lee to death, 
Yeah. He wanted to stand and circle into the power head side. kick. Yeah, he wanted to circle Just, into the power. Yep. Oh. It's bad. Like the, that entire then leading up to it, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, what are you doing, Gregor? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. They're going out there in 50-50 jabbing. Here's the here's the greatest thing about this is the guy that made the video for the like the intro video there, yeah, has no idea. That I love that I love Gregor Gillespie, and that was the biggest loss I ever took. I asked him, I was like, "Hey, when you make the video, you know, you know how it is when you do these things. Right. You tell him what you want or whatever." He's like, "Oh, no problem, dog. I got you." What he created was Gregor Gillespie getting kicked to sleep. So I have mm-hmm. to start every show reminding you, reminding me of the biggest loss I've ever had. So if you guys wonder, like, what sort of fucking checks and balances exist for this guy? Um, not only are all the bets third-party tracked on betmma.tips as of this year, halfway through this year, I started the profile on there. You can track them. Uh, the other checks and balances is every time the show starts, I am visually reminded of the biggest loss I've ever had in my life, betting-wise. Um, so I, I do humbly present yeah. my opinions through the lens of being reminded very viscerally uh, <laughs> weekly. About the, weekly about the biggest loss I've ever had. So, <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. That was you were saying. I was the mo- most passionate. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were, yeah this this is this is the oh, outside of the Gregor fight, which I, yeah, that was. And bad. If, if I recall correctly, you'd have to go the whole way back to the Fistful of Cash podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that you know, I don't think that you lost as much on, but you were pretty adamant on was James Vick over Justin Gaethje. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did, I did. I made an argument. I made a hell of an argument for James yeah. Vick there. I made. I remember. I recorded that episode. I remember where yep. I was. I recorded that episode yep. in the bathroom of the basement of my in-laws. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I made I, an I, argument. I backed my doppelganger there, and uh, that was the that was the start of a fun ride for Justin Gaethje, which is now over. Yeah, yeah. I I I made a play for James Vick there. Yeah, I thought. I thought James Vick would be long enough. I thought he would use his reach, his range, his jab, and teep kicks and keep Justin Gaethje away. Well, he he's another guy that, if committed to the things. sport, had all the tools. Yeah. You're talking but about Gaethje, not James Vick. Uh, yeah. I mean, James Vick, early, we thought he had all the tools. James Vick, fundamental. For, James Vick, body type is what you want to see. Correct. Uh, but James Vick, fight IQ is zero. zero. So, And uh, then we have since learned that. You know, I, I love he him should. to death. Love watching his fights. Fights, but after the Charles Olives fight, uh, we learned that Justin Gaethje's fight IQ might it's be zero. One. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's not zero. It's it's one or two. <laughs> it's one or two. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric did respond here, which is great. He did. Um, so it's she's a dog project on betmma.tips. Feel free to follow along. Uh, but he said the Vera versus Cruz card was clutch. Catchawera plus one fifty. Angela Hill. We're not talking about that over Lupe Godinez. Uh, plus Ever give me Angela Hill at yeah. plus 290. I'm yeah. taking that all yeah. day. And Nina Nunez at plus 175. I know you're a big Lupe guy. I, fucking, I, I do. I like this. Do I Listen, I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. I like chicks that come out and swing for the fact that try to finish you. That's why I love Manon so much. I've been on Manon since the very beginning. Um, one of the few women prospects that I paid attention to before getting signed to the promote promotion, uh, uh, Haley being one of the other ones. So, um, I love chicks that come to scrap, man, you, you know, just 
I, I think if well, I think it's much like a street like a street fight. If you come in as the more aggressive person, um, you've already got a leg up because most people are f- afraid of conflict. Like mo- most people don't want to be in a fight. Most people don't want to get hurt. Most people don't. You you disagree with this? No, no, sorry. Oh, you're fucking looking at other bets. You're such a degen. Can you listen? Can you give me an oh, hour of your time? Now hold on a second. The NBA tipped off tonight. Oh, is this a you're betting on? Fuck. I knew you're betting on fucking. Now hold on. Congratulations to the select few of the select few yeah. of you that yeah. DM give me the points podcast tonight on Instagram and asked for an NBA play. Hmm. We just smacked a twenty to one parlay on the NBA opening game. That's Let's great. go. That's good. Good for people that listen to that show. <laughs> Great. Congratulations. You guys hit a 20 to one. Well done. We're not here to talk about sports ball. We're here to talk about punch face. Sports ball. <laughs> fucking talking about fucking, All right. Fucking sports ball. You take your Mamba mentality someplace else. All right. Don't you, don't you dare. I, I, you know how I feel. There will be no Kobe slander on this show. I will shut the whole thing down. Piotr Jan taking on Sean O'Malley. Probably one of the most high profile, um, fights on the card in terms of uh, what people want to see is going to happen. Piotr Jan minus 250, Sean O'Malley plus 200. Overrunner rounds is at two and a half. How do you feel about this? I'm excited to watch Sean O'Malley take his f- – does he admit that this is a loss when he loses? I, I mean, unless he's going to – if it happens via injury, he, he will say no. no. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If it happens via injury. This line's moved down. Yawn opened it up as a much bigger favorite. Well, yeah, Sean O'Malley's getting the getting the promotional push. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. fucking hanging out with that creepy pedophile Andrew Tate. And um what? <laughs> Nothing. Disagree? No, I just yeah, I mean Oh, that guy's a creep. Yeah, I agree. Just yeah, it's the most anti milk toast anything anybody's ever said. Well, that guy's a creep. I I <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I don't, I, you can come at me with this whole alpha mentality. What, what's he called? Top G this. Uh, listen, no, nobody, nobody leans into more into the pool of toxic masculinity than me. I am, I am as traditionalist as it gets, but that dude, that dude is a mess. Yeah. That's not it. If you're, if you're, if you're a dude between the ages of 18 and 35 and you're trying to figure it out and you're going to Andrew Tate, DM me. I got other people you should be paying attention to. That that dude ain't it. He's not it. So anyway. So Sean O'Malley, Peter Gum. And um yeah. Austin, I think, put it perfectly here. He said, I can see Sean O'Malley winning round one, but Yawn figuring him out round two and ending him in round three. Mm. Um I I do like that thought process. I do like Yawn to figure out the speed and the pace of Sean O'Malley taking his, you know, being patient in round one. Um, and then putting it on him in rounds two and three. And I don't necessarily know if he finishes them, but I do like Yawn to win rounds two and three. Um, Peter Yawn is not the guy for Sean O'Malley to get into his normal antics of acting like an idiot and (sighs) waving him on and shooting jump shots. And you know what I mean? That is not, this is not the guy to do that against, especially coming off the lost Aljo. Yeah. Less than ideal. Less than ideal scenario for uh for Sean O'Malley here. Bless you. Thank you. Thoughts. I agree. Um I wonder 
I wonder how Sean O'Malley. Oh, Sean O'Malley. I wonder how Sean O'Malley <laughs> responds to this level of pressure. I mean, I, it's one thing. So, like, if you're Sean O'Malley, right? You know that you're a brand as a person. You know that people almost like a Floyd Mayweather effect. For every one person that likes you, there's two that are paying money to see you lose. I I, I think that he knows that, right? So he's he's like the modern day Diaz brothers. Right. So I'm not going to say that like the fight versus Eddie Wineland didn't mean anything. I'm not going to say the fight versus Thomas Almeida didn't mean anything. I'm sure there was a level of pressure there. And I'm sure there was a level of pressure that he knew and understood and, and, and really, I guess I, I, you know, I would say processed and rose to the occasion and surpassed. Right. However, you're going literally from a guy who said, why would I fight on or why would I fight ranked people when you're not going to pay me enough for it? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll just fight unranked folks. And you're going to the guy at the top of the heap. Like you didn't do anybody in between. You went straight to the top of the heap. Yeah. You you go Chris Moutinho to um, Almeida to Peter Yeah. No. And and again, that being said, Dana White says the winner of this fight is next in line for a title shot. So, I mean, he's getting exactly what he wants. Um, But I think the sentiment that you'll hear resonating throughout the week and even leading up to this fight is it's too much too soon for him. And that very well may be the case. Um, I'm more interested in, you know, if Sean O'Malley loses his fight, I expect him to. I I don't want to 10,000 words where 10 will do. I believe Piotr Jan is going to win this fight. Um, I believe he's prohibitively favored at minus 250. I don't want to touch him. Um, I think O'Malley can survive three rounds. All that to say, I'm, uh, this is this has the potential to be a win-win for Sean O'Malley anyway. Because if he goes out there and he goes three rounds with Piotr Jan, which I believe he will, people are going to go, the dude's the real deal. He took Jan for three rounds. He took three. He took. He literally went out there and fought Piotr Jan for three rounds. The kids got enormous upside, which any, nobody's saying contrary to that to begin with. But if you go out there and you put on a competitive performance against the number one contender, who is the boogeyman of the division in Piotr Jan, I think you come out smelling like roses. I believe this is a win-win fight for Sean O'Malley, which is the only reason why him, his team, Tim Welch, all these guys, the only reason why they took it. He can't lose here. He will maybe lose the fight physically but he will not lose the fight in the eyes of the public. He won't. Yeah. The only, the only loss he could take here is if he gets snuffed early. And yes. I just don't, I don't, I don't see that being a thing based off of how we've, how we've watched Piotr on fight. I don't think that um, with the, the, the size and the reach differential in the unorthodox fighting style of Sean O'Malley, I don't think Piotr on rushes in there and takes those chances. So potential no. gentleman potential gentleman's wager for you here okay first strike thrown and landed by Piotr Jan punch or leg kick leg kick I was gonna say leg kick too leg kick 100 100 percent leg 100% without question in a size differential like 100 percent yeah four inches was it four four inches height five inches reach yeah chop that lead leg yeah chop 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 Especially because he knows O'Malley's had issues with it in the past. And then you get in there like Chris Moutinho did, and you, you, you hit him a couple times. Here's the thing, dude. If if Piotr Jan puts the volume on him that Moutinho did, 
it's lights out. I like this. Hold on. Lights out. We've got it. We have a contrarian opinion. Punch. DJ boy says punch. DJ boy. That's a degenerate play. You live up to your name. Username checks out. <laughs> Username checks out. It's gonna be a leg kick, bro. Right off the rip. He's yeah. Gonna, a hard one too. He's gonna not like a, not like a soft <laughs> reach out and touch you. Let you know that I know you're. You know. I'm gonna say leg punch. Oh gosh, <laughs> even better. Even better. That's like taking what's his face Dulcic for first for first touchdown last night. Did you see the guy the Twitter account? Yeah, the guy that tweeted out and he's like, everybody, you know, everybody's gonna say no way that Greg Dulcich scores the first touchdown, and yep. I'm gonna be sitting here in my evil lair laughing with all my Dulcich slips. Four hundred and three dollars on Dulcich yeah. to score first touchdown. Yeah, it's wild. That's a degenerate. That's the, the, the that and you know honestly that's the level I aspire to, like. When you see these tickets that show up on BR betting where it's like people put $721.18 on a 15-leg parlay that smacks for 35 grand. Yeah. Who's throwing out parlays for $721.38? How did you come up with that number and why are you betting that on a 15-leg? And people that well that's all, that's people that don't care about losing $738. That's why I I again, the level of fight better I aspire to be is that I uh, I hit a big first touchdown score in a Broncos game two years ago, Ooh. um, and I sent it to Fanduel, but it wasn't a Fanduel bet. It was on the offshore site that I was using, <laughs> so I wouldn't post it. I like it was that. Uh, it was Tim Patrick first touchdown at forty five yeah. to one. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I it was it was it was a big hit. Yeah, and I was like. I went nuts, man. And uh, I sent it to FanDuel and they responded back and they were like, unfortunately, we can't post this as it wasn't on our site. I was yeah. like, mm, okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> if you guys gave me more free plays, I would. Yeah, exactly, right? You jerks. Yeah. All right. We're co-main event, buddy. Are you ready for this? Dude, uh, TJ this- Dillashaw taking on Al Jermaine Sterling. TJ Dillashaw is taking on Al Jermaine Sterling. TJ is an underdog, plus 140, Sterling minus 175, over, under, on rounds, four and a half. What do you have? What happened last time Killershaw was a dog? He's a beast, dude. I'm Shocked. Shocked. I mean, came out and looked super good off the layoff against uh, against Sandman. And I fully expect Killershaw to come out here. And I'm going to revert back to... Um, the Mackenzie Dern fight. McKen- Wait a second. Now, hear me out. How we draw parallels between TJ Dillashaw? What was my argument against Mackenzie Dern? Her takedown percentage okay. against against takedowns defended. Okay. And okay. I love TJ Dillashaw's takedown defense here. Aljo is not going to stand with TJ Dillashaw. Aljo's method of victory is to beat him the same way that he beat Peter Yawn. He needs to get him to the ground. He needs to get his back. He needs to control this. And TJ Dillashaw does not put himself in disadvantageous positions when he's on top. So if Aljo drops to his back and thinks he's going to submit TJ, it ain't happening. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. not happening. TJ Dillashaw to plus 140 here is my favorite play on this card. I would If you swap these lines and gave me Dillashaw at minus 175, that would still be my favorite play on this entire card. Oh, I love TJ Dillashaw in this fight. Love. Everything that Aljo's good at, 
TJ is just as good at as like in in defense. I I, I love it, man. I love Dillashaw in this fight, and I we'll see how the knee holds up. That's okay. my biggest concern for TJ Dillashaw here. Sure, is, so, is coming off the knee injury. So tell me how the fight goes. I'm gonna make you unpack this a little bit more. How does okay. the, how um, the fight go? I think I think early pressure by TJ Dillashaw. I think he comes out. I think he comes out strong, and I think he pressures him early. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he rocks Aljo early, uh, and I could see TJ getting on top and dominating in rounds two and three, and maybe getting Aljo out of there. So you so you think we find find a position where we find ourselves in a spot where Aljo's laying on his back, TJ's in full guard. Like hitting him, yeah. And I, I listen. I understand. I, I understand yeah. Aljo's submission. I understand, but I don't. I think, I think Aljo would have to be just throwing submission attempts at him continuously in order to survive on his back. I really Interesting. do. Interesting. I really do. So, so let me. Ask, this is this is something I've all I've I've debated with myself recently. Um, in terms of like trying to analyze the skill set of Aljo, is Aljo a wrestler that has like opportunistic submissions like Islam, like we're going to talk about yeah. here shortly? Is that how he is, or is he is he a jujitsu player that has good wrestling? I think he's I think he's a ju- I think he's jujitsu with good wrestling. Interesting. So he's not a wrestler first; he's jits first. Your opinion. I mean, I don't. I I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. You're right or you're no, wrong no. on this. But I'm just asking. Like, what's your? Do you think he's wrestler with good jits or submissions? Rather, it doesn't even have to be jits. Yeah. Or do you think he's a jiu-jitsu player with good wrestling? Like, I don't. Because based off of what the, he doesn't have good hands. So I'm not no, even bringing that into a factor. His hands. Are, fight. I would say it's 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 bad. submissions. Right. But then you look at the Peter Yon fight, and I would say it's wrestling. Interesting. So I maybe balanced. Okay. I don't. I don't know if one's better than the other. Okay. I don't know. One of the things that makes me nervous about this fight is Aljo showed us in the Piotr Jan fight that he learned how to win rounds. Right. Not that he learned how to win fights. Learn how to win rounds, and that's he, how you win fight. Yeah. Right. I thank you. Uh, you fucking comment section. That's how you win fight. I understand that, but <laughs> Kaylin Chukagan the. Well, here's the thing, right? It's the new made popular by the greatest of all time, George St. Pierre. It is, it's the, I fight to not lose fight to keep my belt rather than Mm -hmm. win it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do that by just winning the rounds. You just, you just win the rounds. And that's what he did against Piotr Jan. He just won the rounds. He backpacked them. Yeah. And that was really kind of it. You know, um, there there was no, oh, Aljo, Beat the shit out of people. No. That's not the case at all. He won the rounds. That that's it. So yeah. my concern becomes: Does Aljo win three rounds here? Right. I think I now again, Aljo has a worse takedown percentage than TJ, much which worse, is, which is amazing considering the fact that Aljo's path to victory in nearly every one of his fights is something related to the ground. Thirty percent. Right. So. That being said, um, TJ's takedown defense is 91%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I hate to I hate to make a play for a fight to go to decision. I think TJ Dildeshaw wins this fight. Yes. Um, I think I think TJ's assessment of how 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 Aljo got the belt is a little shaky, right? Like he thinks he's an illegitimate champ. Um I think that that's tough for me because Piotr Jan clearly won the was winning the first fight. Correct. And the knee is whatever. Um and then he did like all people in his position do and they sit out for a lifetime and let interim shit come and go and do all kinds of other stuff. But then he came back and he, I, I will not take the second Piotr Jan win away from him. He beat Piotr in that second. Correct. Fight. He really did. Um, but I don't know if that still solidifies cements him <clears throat> as what I would believe to be the reigning defended, un, defending undisputed Bantamweight champion of the world. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with TJ to write the uh, TJ TJ like what what what's the what's the saying that said God don't like ugly right and, and the bantamweight division's ugly right now yeah and it's gonna get rectified on Saturday night Saturday and, afternoon evening. and it could also boy could the UFC use a TJ Dillashaw 100%. versus Piotr Jan fight 100 percent yeah they could, could dude could yeah. that would be yeah yeah that'd be yeah. huge. Yeah, it sells. It sells 100%. Oh, the, my God. The Al, Aljamain doesn't sell at all. Um, no. And if you're if you're on the – and we'll, we'll talk about this here. I'm not, I'll, I was going to bring it up for the next fight, but I'll, I'll lead into it with this. If you're under the premise that the UFC has gone the way of the NFL and, and they like the storylines, and perhaps there's a little bit into uh, the results of the fight based on what will sell future fights, um, Sterling ain't it. The storyline looks better with TJ winning. TJ yeah, Sterling Sterling Yon three is not is not is not it. It is not it at all. So um, TJ, it, it goes back to what you said earlier: the greatest of all time versus not not the Peter Yon's still on that level of okay, is he the next best thing? It's 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 <laughs> the, the past versus the present, bringing those two together. Yeah, um, you've got arguably one of the greatest bantamweights of all time, steroids included. Uh, against against yeah. an absolute destroyer in Piotr Jan. So, yeah, that's it's the fight that the UFC needs for the Bantamweight division. Well, you know how I feel about about performance enhancers and, I know you and do. in all capacities. It immediately it, it immediately excludes you, of, um, excludes you from all um, greatest of all time arguments. Except for Barry Bonds. No, even with Barry no. Bonds. Yes. No. Yes. No, no dude. I'm, don't. I'm not – I'm not going to debate sports ball with you when we're playing. We're talking about punch face. We'll take this off air. No, Barry, what, what are you saying? He's the greatest hitter of all time. What are you, what are you saying? He's the greatest of. I'm saying Barry Bonds should be considered one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Oh, one of yes, but not the. Well, no, that's that, that's that's such a huge. I mean, with the different positions and pitchers coming into play, it, it's that's such a huge statement to be the greatest baseball player of all time. Right, that's okay. like that's like that's like in football saying the greatest football you know football player of all time. There's too many different positions to take into account. Greatest hitter, not necessarily greatest power and home run hitter. Yes. Mike Trout's the greatest baseball player of all time. Mike Trout is the best, the, base, in my opinion, the Mike best, baseball, the best player. baseball player to ever play baseball. Yes. I yes. agree. He's incredible. Yeah. And his, Bar none. his neck's the size of my torso. Bar none. He's a freak. I'm not going to talk about baseball anymore. This is the only time I think I've ever talked about baseball on this podcast in two and a half years. Mike Trout's the greatest baseball player of all time. At me, don't at me. I don't give a shit. One, one last Mike, Mike Trout. Trout stat. Yeah, 
Mike Trout missed 40 games this year. Yeah. Still hit 40 home runs. Yeah, because he's a he's an he's absolute incredible. Yeah, and has been for the better part of and uh, he's one of the best fielders in all of baseball. Yeah. All right. He's let's amazing. Talk, enough right, sports anyway. ball talk. Yeah. No. This is what happens when I bring you on here. We talk about shit <laughs> other than MMA. baseball. Charles Oliveira taking on Islam Makachev. Charles Oliveira, Chucky Olives is an underdog here, soup. I know. I listen up. He's a plus 145. Makachev's at a minus 170. Over on rounds, two and a half. I know you're on all ups here. Dude, talk me out of it. I, I was Makachev, Makachev, Makachev. Yeah. And the more I sit here and I think about it. It's Makachev still. <sighs> it is. They need it. They need it. You know who wants all Oliveira? Us. But you know what the UFC needs? They need Khabib. Oh, I know. And they, they need, need Khabib, him. Khabib with better hands. They need Khabib. I know. I know. They need him. They need a Makachev. They need a new. What the hell do you do? They need a world beat. They need the destroyer of worlds. They need, the, you know, they need a Caucasus Mountain Warrior at the top. Dude, That's what I, they need. I can make so many arguments for both sides here. It's like, so, so. Lately, Charlie Olives fights like he's invincible, like nobody Correct. can beat him. And he's been rocked in his last three fights, been yep. rocked. Yes. And he bounces back and he finishes the fight. Correct. And Makachev is not the dude to fight again. You don't want to fight Makachev like you're invincible. That's Correct. The, but at the same point in time, Charles Oliveira, his ability to finish fights as of late. Second and none. I in, mean, in any form or fashion, correct from his back, from top, from just yes. strike. It's, it's, I, I can't, dude. It's so hard to go against him. Yes, yes. Even though he looks like he cried for an hour before every fight. Yeah. Well, he got his eyes fixed. Oh, he did. He got his eyes fixed. He said, not only did he get his eyes fixed, he said he is going to knock out Islam Makachev in round one. Oh, Charlie, no, he needs Char- to yes. calm down. <sighs> Now, that statement like that makes me just want to go Makachev. Charlie Olives got his got the LASIK, says he's going to knock out Islam. He's walking around in the Abu Dhabi garb, walking a lion on a leash, living his best life with the bleached hair. Living his best life. Dick energy through the roof. Yeah. Through the roof. And justifiably so. I mean, the guy continually stares death in the face and comes out on top. So when it comes to a fight like this, I also like to read, um, obviously in a, in a, in a huge fight like this, mm-hmm. as well as the Dillashaw Aljo fight. Um, I like to read, they, they, they ask current guys on the roster, their opinion on who's going to win this fight, because from a skill standpoint, they know much more than I would. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Obviously, the majority of them went Aljo, and their argument was they're not picking TJ, <laughs> TJ based off of steroids. Because he's a cheater, yeah. Because he's a cheater. We're never right. picking a cheater. But the Aljo Makachev, um, out, outside of Rafael Fazeev, almost everybody was on Olives. Yeah. Almost all of them. Yeah. And I, I But I believe there's some recency bias attached to that. I believe there's some recency attached. There is recency bias, but you can, I mean, 
it's not like it's not one fight though. It's what he's done over the past two to three years. I mean, I, it's an extended period of time. I agree. I agree. I you can make listen, you can make an argument for all of us here, and I will tell you that you're right. Yeah. And you can make an argument for Islam, and I will tell you that you are right. I in my opinion, um I this is a fight where I would love to just watch Watch. it i would love to just watch but it is the main event of arguably the biggest card of the year yeah i can't not have skin in the game so let me present you some stuff that i that i like okay Okay. under three and a half rounds at minus 200 okay olivera by tko ko just taking him taking him at his word here it's big juice on minus 200 but yeah yeah Okay. Plus plus five fifty. That's Olivera by TKO plus yes. five fifty. Yes. Okay. Okay. Olivera inside the distance plus one eighty. Okay. Makachev inside the distance at minus one hundred. Okay. Okay. Um. And then, let's see here. So can I? Yeah. Go ahead. While you're looking, my fear with. The olives by KO. Yep. Is if Makachev gets him down and Makachev is a is a ground and pound warrior. If he gets messy and olives catches him in something from his back. Okay. Let me let me let me run this by you then. Okay. Okay. Oliveira with more significant strikes. Oh, at, I love these. These are my favorite. Plus 100. With more significant strikes. Yes. See, I could get behind that. Yeah. Because it could take one significant strike from Makachev to end this fight. Yeah. Oh, I can get behind. See, I like that. Because I think, yeah, Olives could put, uh, Olives puts the volume on. Yeah. But Makachev still get yeah. How about Oliveira more significant strikes in round one at minus one ten? If he really wants to knock him out, he's got to come out aggressive. And boy, has he been aggressive in his last three fights in the first round. Exactly. Wildly aggressive. Wildly aggressive. Wildly aggressive. You know, because here's the thing, right? Is that Makachev, I don't believe Makachev is going to come out looking to throw hands. I think he's going to come out, look to throw to, to close the distance and try to put his body on olives and see what he can do. I think he wants to test this, test the strength and test the takedown defense right off the rip. Yeah. I don't think he's going to want to go out there and throw hands with him. I really don't. So to put into perspective here, mm-hmm. um, against Gaethje. Yeah. Although Charlie Olives was knocked down early, yeah, um, nine more significant strikes in round one than Justin Gaethje, yeah, um, against Michael Chandler, three more significant strikes than Michael Chandler in round one against Dustin Poirier. Um, I don't know the round one total, but fifteen more significant strikes throughout the fight through fifty more. Um, then Dustin Poirier. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hmm. 
I yeah, I, I don't mind that that round one play. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Because then yeah. you can watch the first round, you yeah. hit it, and then you just enjoy the next four. Right. You're not sitting there sweating it out, wondering what judge is going to fuck it all up. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think it's I think it's interesting. I, I, again, it's a fight I would prefer to just watch. So if I can get if I can get a a little shit side bet out of the out of the way, like you said, um, I think that's something worth looking at. Is this a is this is this quote factual? I believe it is. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I believe it is. Um, Dad says I got dildos in the car. I'm ready to fuck that boy. "Quote unquote," Kevin Holland said before losing to Hamzat. Fighters always say exactly what they're going to do. Emphasis on the sarcasm. Wow. Yeah, I believe that that was in fact said. Um, that that if that's not the most Kevin Holland thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. No, I I like the I like the round one play. The round one, Charlie Olives, more significant strikes at even money than Islam, and uh, yeah, and then you hit that, and you sit back and enjoy the next four rounds. Okay. Okay. I get behind that. Yeah. I appreciate you digging into the world of uh, of goofy prop bets. There, I like that. Well, because I, I mean, here's here's the thing: is I I <laughs> I honestly believe that the UFC. Or I, I think that I think Makachev's going to win this fight, and yes. I, but okay. I'm not going to sit here and 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 die on that hill <laughs> because I have consistently bet against Charlie Olives since Cub Swanson, and the, I mean I bet I literally have bet against the guy. I bet him against them every single fight. Yeah, um, I I really do, and I always he doesn't he doesn't have a heart, he doesn't have a chin, this that and the other, whatever. I don't care, and I don't know if it's Brazilian horse meat. I don't know if it's some synthetic that they haven't figured out yet or whatever, but there's something going on with those fucking guys in that camp with that blonde hair where they have the stamina of horses mm-hmm. and they've got chins made of vibranium. And it doesn't matter how much you rock them. It doesn't matter how deep of waters you take them into. They somehow never stop moving forward. They somehow never find a way to lose a fight. They continue to walk forward. And it's not just all of us. It's everybody in his camp right now. Everybody. And I don't know if it's something in the hair. That's how they're getting around it. They're, they've got it laced in the hair dye. I don't know what it is. And I'm not saying it has to be something nefarious. But there is something going on in that camp right now. And you know me. I believe that winning and losing are contagious. And I'm not going to sit here and, and you know draw a line saying Charlie Olives or Makachev. I'm not going to do that. I, I just I cannot do this. I think the most likely outcome for this fight is any winner is going to win by submission. I think the second most likely outcome is that this fight will not see a round four start, but that's heavy juice on that. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea of I have to have something in play here that I don't I don't say I don't care about, but I'm minimally invested in because I want to know what's going to happen in the division. I want I'll take mock or I'll take olives to land more significant strikes at even money in round one. Just just for my interest. What's the odds on the fight to go to distance? The fight to go the distance. Yes. Oh, let's plus see. 300. Fight goes to decision plus 300. Yes. Boy. Wow. It's like I've made a few bets in my day. It's like you've made a few bets. It's like it's like it's almost like you it's almost like you've been doing this long enough that you look at a matchup and you handicap it yourself before you look at a line. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, which which I just want to go ahead. Is not good enough odds, by the which way. Which I want to say this to anybody. Um, over two and a half was plus one twenty. Says Dawes. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that listens to this show or any other show or just casually bets on the side, one of the greatest things that you can do to help increase your profitability is when you look at a game, match, whatever, whatever the sport is, handicap it yourself in your head at what you would put the line at before you look at the line. Yeah. That will win you more money than, I watch tape, I look at the stats, I do that. Handicap it yourself first. Mm -hmm. That makes you money. There's a great guy that I follow. Um, I know you don't want to talk sports ball, but there's a great guy. Listen, it, listen, it's his name's Pete Futak. He does this. He handicaps games himself for college. He writes the article, predicts the score, and then looks at the line and bases his, you know, confidence. Right. Um, and it, yeah, it's yeah, it he does. He does pretty well as for himself. Um, it's a good read. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Good read. Um, we didn't address it earlier in the show, but I want to address it now because for some reason it's starting to pick up. Um, I have a head cold. Mm. Um, I've got a bit of a runny nose. Um, so, yeah, you've heard me a couple times. Um, it's out of the blue. My eyes will start watering. My right nostril fills with about a half gallon of water, and then everything starts coming out. So I'm apologizing ahead of time because I can feel – the pressure starting to build up. Yeah. So I'm trying my best here. And uh, those of you watching my face and nostrils are redder than they normally are. Okay. So I want to tell you a story real quick. Okay. Well, they said, pull out that Vicks Vapo rub, my man. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Okay. Real quick. Wait, question about Vicks Vapor rub. Yeah. I was going to ask you a Vicks Vapor rub question. Or were you? I was. Go ahead. Are you a chest guy? Or a feet guy. Dude, I was just going to ask. Who are these people that put Vicks on their feet and it somehow make... What do you... It that, that was my question. It works a million times better. How? I don't know, but it works better. How? Buddy, listen to me. But I don't understand. The whole point of it is for Bro, you to breathe it in. I I understand. It's right there. Like, but there's something about it from the listen, man. Meat. I don't know if it's ancient Chinese medicine, feng shui, acupuncture, Dragon Ball Z. I don't know what the fuck it is, man. Like but you put you put it on your feet. Do you put, put socks on, on? Yeah, yeah. Put yeah. yeah, dude. I don't get it. I get. Listen, I I told. I understand. I understand. But you know me. I read something, and it if it seems like it makes sense, I'll try anything once. I'll try anything once. Makes no sense to me. How I read a thing. A guy I usually respect his opinions said, put the Vicks on your feet, put socks on. I put the Vicks on my feet. I put the socks on. It works better. It works better. Your your feet, the soles of your feet, for whatever reason. I don't again, I don't know, man. Ancient Chinese shit. I don't I don't know. But they talk about the, the bottoms of your feet being like the detox centers for your body. And as such, they absorb a bunch of shit, too. They talk about that. You know, that's where you absorb the energy from the earth. So you walk around barefoot and all this other shit. Balance yourself, right? Put the Vicks on your feet. Try it. Have you tried it? Try it. I just looked up why it works. And it as a merce, this makes complete sense. 
Oh, so you're now okay? Okay, tell me. Like this is uh, this makes so much sense. Okay, so we have medical reasoning behind this. Yes. Okay. All right. So the the cooling sensation of the menthol and the VIX on your feet. Okay. Stimulates nerves that then send it up your spinal cord. Are you following me here? Yes, I'm. Yeah, okay, you sound so like a chiropractor, but go ahead. Send it up your spinal cord to the medulla oblongata, which medulla. yep, which is yep the part of the brain that regulates coughing. Makes, I mean, okay, that okay. makes yeah. so much sense. Sure, sure. Fucking mind blown right now. Yeah. Liver King does walk around barefoot. He absolutely does. Here's what, listen. Fucking Liver King is the biggest fraud and joke hold, on the entire hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm glad this got brought up. I've been telling, I'm, I've been telling, I, we will check the tape on this. I've been telling you guys for two years now to eat more liver and to sun your nuts. I've been saying that for two years. Pull your balls out and eat liver at least once a month. I've been saying that. Then all of a sudden, Liver King, Liver King shows up. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you got to eat raw. You got to re- you got to eat organs. You got to eat organs. You got to eat liver. You got to eat uh, but um it it's he's been fucking say he, now Liver King, dude. What and then and then Tucker Carlson does a whole special on 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 tanning your nuts. I've been saying that. I've been saying that. Yeah, I'm a hipster when it comes to the shit. I'm fucking telling you guys. I've been telling you for two years now. Eat liver. I hate liver, but I eat it at least once a month. I'll eat liver, and I do. I I don't. Admittedly, I do not sun my nuts as much as I should, but I pull the boys out. I pull How do you sun your nuts without getting arrested? I go in my backyard and I pull my nuts out. I sit down. I have an Adirondack chair. I go out in the middle of my backyard, which is fenced in, and I'm further enough away because you know the houses beside me are relatively close. I go far enough away that like their windows aren't looking down on me, and I just pull brain out and I just hang out for a couple minutes. Mm. Just stretch, I mean, stretch the bat wing and just let it let it soak. No, up you, don't, you don't have to stretch it, but I mean you just let just <laughs> you know how it is, man. It just lays and then. The older you get, the more it lays. I just pull it out, you know. Hell, and if you, I mean, if you wear Ranger panties or whatever, just pull it out the side. I don't care what you do. So, um, my guy loses me at eating the mountain oysters. Dude's like, dude likes eating nuts too much. I, I don't eat testicles. I, I, I don't. But I, I, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer. And you, as a medical professional, I, I don't know if there's any science this at all. But the idea of like like supporting like, like eating a heart makes your heart stronger. Eating kidneys yeah. makes your kidneys stronger. Yeah. I know, I know they're from a cow or a sheep or whatever the case may be. I understand that, but still the same enzymes. I I have that. I believe. I believe that the generations before us mm-hmm. have forgotten more than than we know, and the fact that we have approached life with this sense of we are fucking smarter because we use technology. We've lost a lot of things. And the reason why our grandparents and their great grandparents lived to be a hundred years old and have 10 kids and all kinds of other shit is because they ate stuff like sauerkraut. They ate liver. They weren't afraid to go out and fucking work in the dirt. They, 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 they lived lives like that. You know, here's, here's a sit down like our great grandfather at the dinner table and eat a raw onion. Yeah. Like an apple. Yeah, like an like apple. An apple. Shout out Cornell. Yeah, shout seriously. out shout out Cornell Leach who would eat 
Vidalia onions yeah. like apples. First of all, the man had lunch boxes for hands, right? <laughs> yeah. And he would sit there at the table. Like Shane Carwin lunch boxes yes. for hands. Yes. Right? You could never tackle our great grandfather. You would never tackle him mm-hmm. because he was five foot four, solid muscle, and as thick as a fucking refrigerator. <laughs> and he would sit there with his lunchbox orangutan hands and eat purple Vidalia onions like apples. <laughs> and they'd look like they look like those little cuties. Yes. Those little, those little oranges in his hands. Yes. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, my great-grandma had a single glass of red wine at the end of the night every day and lived to be 98. Well, w- wine's been medically proven yep. to yes. improve health Yeah, uh, in moderation. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is a medical fact. Yeah. Here, here's my theory, and I've said this on the show before, but I'm going to say it one more time before we get into these prelims. I actually have a story to tell you, too. Um, I think I think the idea that, like, cavemen and all that other shit, I think them living to, like, 25 is complete bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I think that I think that there was stuff like like saber tooth tigers and stuff like that that could have killed them, and a lot of them probably died from injuries, stuff like that. But I think general illness, natural causes, yeah, natural yeah. causes did not kill them at all. I think living a high risk life of hunting and gathering probably killed them. Mm-hmm. But as far let's think about it, you only eat clean meat, berries, nuts, and you're physically fit as fuck because you have to be. Fit as fuck, boy. <laughs> why? What? Li- everything they tell you that you should do to live to be a hundred years old, they did. Our our great 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 ancestors did. And like, oh, what lifespan was twenty five? Modern medicine is a fucking miracle. You'll be ninety eight. You're literally putting. You're just. You're just putting jumper cables on a dead car battery to keep us alive till ninety eight. The way that they did it is the way to do it. As I drink a beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think How many bullshit. pumpkin delights you had today? None. 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 Wow. Bro, I cannot tell. Listen, I cannot tell you <laughs> how much of an effort. I'm serious. I've made such a fucking effort the last couple of years to stop eating like super processed foods within reason. Because I've got I've got a couple I have a couple of vices, as you know, ice cream being one of them. The other one Oreo this the, cream. This is the fucking worst time of year. How the Halloween Oreos. Those fucking poison pills. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I don't eat Oreos any other time of the year, but the moment them little fuckers put that orange cream in it, I can't help it. I can't help it, dude. I'm serious, yeah. man. That's I just, how I am with pumpkin delights. I'm like I'm like Riley Reed in a room full of black dudes. I'm just like <laughs> I just want all of them, bro. All of them. Yeah. All of them. All right. All of them, bro. All of it. All in my mouth. Prelims. No, I got to tell you a story. Okay, story. Good. Longtime listener and supporter of the show. My man, Bad News Bryant. I talked about him in our last episode where he rewrote the, the, the tagline for the show. Um, Going all yeah. Teddy KGB on some more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's his pot. He'll splash it however the fuck he wants. That's right. That's right. Damn right, baby. Um, Who rewrote the tagline for the show. Um, my man is a, he works for the postal service. I'm trying not to put all his business out on the street. My man, my man, my man, bad news. Bryant was attacked by a German shepherd this last week, a full-size German shepherd, mm-hmm. 16 stitches, mm-hmm. 
puncture wounds on all four limbs. Had to beat this dog off, like beat him off of him. <laughs> let's, let's clarify here. Had to had to beat this dog off of him with a skateboard that just so happened to be in the driveway. He kept waiting for the homeowner slash owner of the dog to help him, and there was no help. So my man literally was engaged in a fisticuff life or, I mean, truthfully, may could, have, be. Yeah. could have been, could ultimately be. resulted in a life or death struggle with a wild animal. And he came out on top. So I just want to pose the question to you, the general public, as need be. I think we've all played the what-if game. You are the owner of a large dog. Large. Uh, large. I am the owner of a large dog. My So my dog is about 65, 70 pounds. Yep. Um, she, she's big, and she's got some teeth on her. And I, I size her little ass up or big ass up from time to time and go, if you wanted to really turn on me, would I be able to handle this? I don't. I just look I back mean, at that hog laying on the couch behind right. me, and he's big, hundred ten pounds, hundred ten pounds. He's got teeth and everything else. And you oh, think, yeah. you think if he wanted to, what would what what would he you know be able to do? So I, I we often I think I think as a man, right? We'll go into the toxic masculinity portion portion of the show. I think as a man, you should, and if you don't, you better fucking start play the what if game. At all times. And if those of you don't know what the what if game is, which you better, but in the case that you don't, it's literally every situation you're in in your life, you should hypothetically throw the what if and then institute potential life altering danger and then try to game plan what you would do in the event that that happens. Okay. That's the what if game. You go to the grocery store. What if some fucking idiot comes in here with a gun? What if the person behind me in line starts stabbing somebody with a knife? What if this, that, and the other? You should play that game everywhere. And that's okay. not to get confused with living in fear. No, 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 no. I mean, that's not what that's not what he's getting no. at here. You don't live in fear. No. But okay. be prepared. Yes, correct. Big and that's all I'm also not going to advocate for you to carry a firearm on you at all times. I've already told people that you should, but I'm not going to sit here. I'm not beating that drum. I'm just saying play the what if game. Okay. Anyway, my man Bryant came up against one of the ultimate what ifs the one that like legitimately one of the things that i play what if in right like if a dog came after me what would i do i mean i walk my dog every day and i think about if a fucking pit bull came out of the brush and started coming after me or her what would i do how would i be able to handle that situation my man faced this and won so obviously did not come out on scathe 16 stitches and puncture wounds on all four limbs but i do want to say one fucking kudos to you because he is now tapped into something that a lot of people will never tap into. And that is the holy shit, I might die right now button. Fight or flight. Yeah. The legitimate, I th- like this, this could ultimately be the end of me. Like you'd be, it would be remiss. It would be irresponsible to say that while that dog was attacking him, he wasn't thinking this thing has the potential to fucking kill me. I need to fight as hard as I possibly can. Did you see the video that came out of the black bear attacking the guy climbing a mountain today? Yes. Yeah. You hear that scream yeah. that he's letting out. Do you see him punching the rocks, missing and doing all those things that fucking shaking that visceral, his body dumping every chemical possible to keep him alive. That's what Bryant experienced. And he came out on top. So kudos to you, sir. But I also want to ask you, and we don't have to get into super story time here. 
one, do you think you could take a German Shepherd in a fight? Absolutely. And, yeah. And two, absolutely. Do, have, do you have an instance where you were met with that? That I got to fucking figure it out right now. No. Okay. Um, but I do play the what if game. I've played it multiple times um, because of having a dog and having little children. Yes. And having a dog the size that I have. Yes. Um, and I have a very good friend of mine and his dog snapped at one of my kids. Yeah. And yeah. I told him and his wife, I said, if your dog ever does it again, I will stomp your fucking head out in front yeah. of you like yeah. there will be brains on the floor yeah um yeah i mean and that's I, not to be a jerk no it's that's not. just it will always be me over whatever yeah right? it's yeah. my kids versus dog man i mean and i love my dog yeah i've had my dog before my kids sure but, but they're my kids yeah and the dog will die yeah no 100%. death not oh my god he bit the, he bit my kid you know get right. rid of him i'll get rid of him with a shovel in six feet. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I haven't had the situation with a dog, although I feel confident. Um, although you know me, I, I, I always, I carry a weapon at all times. Um, so, you know, I have a force multiplier on me all the time. Um, but even, even so, um, now again, within reason, right? Like within reason, um, you get a 180 pound Great Dane or Kane Corso, things are going to get dicey in a hurry, right? Whole different ball game, right? But I feel confident in anything that doesn't weigh more than me. Um, I, I think I'm going to give it a good shot, except for maybe like a cougar, maybe or like a like a bobcat. See, here's the thing: those cats are pussies. That's <laughs> technically, the thing. yes, technically and figuratively, <laughs> yes, they're pussies. So that's what people. Oh, I got the strength of a lion. You ever see a male lion fight? Like those dudes, they, they will not like they're they're kind of pussies. They will run away from one another unless right. they can't, and then they will fight. So there there is a little bit of a of a misnomer there. Um, so I like I like this right here. This is a great. I'm not big on math, but I like this formula. My kids, my dog, other people's kids. <laughs> Within reason, I get this. It's a strong take. With. <laughs> Within reason, strong, I, strong within reason, I can get on board with that to an extent. Yeah, like if uh, somebody else's kid comes up and like kicks my dog, I'm yeah, I'm probably gonna not kick the kid, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dude, kick the dad. Okay, so here's all right. Let, let me ask you this: You came in my yard and you kicked my dog. At what point? At what point do you fuck up a little kid? No, never. No, dude, I can't. Never. How little? Oh, Bro, well, I can't believe I'm getting into this right now. Well, no, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying like, live stream. How so, little? So we have we you and I both have little kids. Yeah. Right. So let's say let's say a 12 year old kid oh, comes yeah. comes That's over different. and just fucking crushes one of your little ones while there are the monkey bars and knocks them down. Just just office linebackers them off the monkey bars. Yeah. I'm so I'm not. I wouldn't pummel the kid, but I would forcibly send them to the ground and instantly find their 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 dad. They got to beat the dad up, right? And beat the dad. Just, See this? Yeah, dude. This, and it, listen, I don't again. care how big the dad is. Yeah, I'm fighting the dad. Yes, because this, you enabled your child to be that to way. do to be that way and do that to be that way. 100%. Absolutely. 
Hundred percent. That's why I believe that you'll think that season two of 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 True Detective is the best season. Oh, I've watched it, dude. It's so good. It's the best right, listen, one. We are getting it. It is. It's a. It's a school night. We're in an hour and a half. Okay. Right. I'm gonna rein you back in here. All right. Sorry. All right. Yeah. It's been, we spent thirty minutes talking about dogs and some of us um, can't work from their house. That's true. That's true. All right. So just just to wrap things up real quick. Um, <laughs> I believe that I could take a dog in a fight. You do as well. Yes. Shout out to Bryant for being able to take a dog. Here's what, here's what the, here, this is my takeaway and I'll leave it at this. He said, he goes, I'm torn because I don't know if I want to go back and kill that dog or adopt it. Like he feels a kinship because yeah. they shared a life or death struggle. With blood them. brothers. Yeah. Yeah. That dog drank they, his blood. They both gave it their all. Yeah. They both fucking gave it their all. And I think that's cool. I, I was like, dude, I, I love that. I love that. Um, so anyway, uh, we lost it at Vix, man. Shout out. <laughs> okay. So, all right, here we go. Um, we got prelim fights to talk about. There, should, there are prelim fights. We should, do we want to go? Th- we should probably go through these a little bit. Rattle them. All right. Lena Landsberg taking on Carol Rosa. Rosa at a minus 250. Lena Landsberg plus 200. Over on her rounds. Is it two and a half? Dude, Lena Landsberg, we got to admit, is not good. Not but good. It, but is Carol Rosa minus, minus two fifty good? good? No. No, you got to take a stab on 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 Lena Landsberg, right? Just a little, just a poke, just, just a tip, just a or that, just just a small poke, just a small poke on Lena Landsberg. So, right. or just don't bet it. Or don't bet at all. Yeah, it, or just fucking don't bet it. We also, again, keep in mind, this is at Fight Island. We have no idea who the officials are going to be for these early fights. You might want to just skip some of these. Okay. Oh, man, my nose is not cooperating. Malcolm Gordon taking on Muhammad Makhiev. Makhiev at the biggest favorite on the card, minus 1,000. Malcolm X Gordon at plus 600. Obviously, we're looking at dogger pass here. Yeah, but what, do you... what 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 else do you do? Machiav by submission, I think, is probably your best your best bet outside of that, right? I mean, that seems to be that seems to be his his met preferred method of victory. You can get him at plus one one thirty five at that. I think that's probably the play, right? Yeah, he's got what he ha- he has three subs and two KOs in his career, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, dude, minus one thousand. I have no interest in. It, it, there's a plus six hundred. There's a plus six hundred for a reason. Like I, I will say this though: Malcolm Gordon, four out of his five losses have come via via knockout, though. So maybe we take Mokia by we we go again. We swim against the grain a little bit. Maybe you swim up, you know, against the against the uh, swim against the stream here. You know what? Fuck that. Mocking inside the distance is at a minus 180. That's the play. What about the over one and a half? No, no. Fuck that. No? No. Okay. Minus 180 inside the distance. That's a that's a Gamrot level play. He's going to murder Malcolm. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Gamrot I mean, level. I, mean, I, not, yeah, I, 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 I got ahead of myself there. I got ahead of myself. All right. Armand Petrosian take it on AJ Dobson. Dobson plus 175. Petrosian at minus 225. Over, under, on rounds. One and a half here, soup. I like Petrosian and I like him big a lot. Yeah, Petrosian a lot. What about Petrosian uh, parlayed with um, 
the inside the distance play on the last on the last fight on Makiev, yeah, sure. Makiev so. inside the distance, so minus two twenty five and minus one eighty. Right, it gives us plus two. No, it'd be like no, a, plus, it'd still be minus money. I think really, yeah, minus one forty five. Parlay calc. Let's see. Let's minus one forty five. One forty. One forty eight. One forty eight. Okay, so we had minus one eighty. Minus two twenty five. Uh, gonna fuck us up and give us like a plus one seventeen. Hmm. Hmm. What? I didn't think it was gonna be like that. Um, it's got it a plus one twenty. There you go. My shit, plus one seventeen. Fucking let's I'm go. Sh- I'm shocked there. It's almost like I've handicapped a fucking fight or two in my life. All right, yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, I'm really shocked there. But yeah, plus one twenty. Petrosian and Machiav inside the distance. I yeah. like it. Okay. All right. I can do that. I can get on board with that. Um, all right. So I'm gonna go ahead. I you know what? I like I've been I've been talking a whole lot. If you wouldn't mind, could you do this next fight for me? Absolutely not. Come on, man. <laughs> you just want me to try and pronounce the names. No, I don't. Go, just just I gotta I gotta take a drink. No, no, no. Let let this no, one absolutely not. Come on. I'm not getting involved in that. All right. Uh, Nurmagomedov. Medov. Coming What's in his first name? Do you know what his first name is? No. Abu Bakar. Huh? Abu Bakar. Abu Bakar. Yep. Against. Godzi. How do you say the full name? Godzi Omar Gaziv. Omar Gaziv. Heep. Heep hop. Heep hop. Yeah. Mm-mm. It should be I V I. Or it should be E I E V, not the Dov there. I, I fucked that up. So yeah, I've got no, I've got no input here. Really? Yeah, really. Okay. Uh, I like Godzi as a as a small underdog play. To be honest with you, um, just based on I, I think he's I think he'll just be the physically stronger fighter in a relatively even matchup so i'm just looking at a small dog sprinkle nothing crazy here i'm not sitting here um going going wild on this so he also something about russian guys that look vitamin deficient you know what i mean like they've got that weird translucent skin abu bakar is like not that um, but omar is that that weird skinwalker white very strange. Another one we're getting ready to talk about. Uh, Tukagov, Zabir Tukagov taking on Lucas Almeida. Tukagov minus 163, Almeida plus 130. Overrunner rounds is at two and a half. My concern with Tukagov is oh, you have big eyes. What happened? Yeah, it was just loud. That's all. Oh, yeah. my, con- yeah. my concern with Tukagov um, is he finds ways to lose rounds by being fucking stupid. His fight IQ is not good and his cardio wanes because he's dumb and throws arm punches. Um, so Almeida will find spots there. I know quite a few people that are very smart and very good at this, like Almeida in the spot. Uh, this is probably a dog or pass one for me. I don't love Tukagov enough um, to bet him with high confidence. I won't put him in a parlay here. He's not known for finishing fights. Um, I'm on Almeida or I'm passing entirely. I can agree with that. I mean, Almeida's fought the who's who um, in his good. five of his last six fights. He's I good. Mean, yes, five five of his last six fights have been losses, but um, against high-level competition. So. He's good. Yeah. He's good. So, 
Uh, let's see. Nikita Krylov minus one eighty taking on Vulcan. Uzdemir plus one fifty over under on rounds two and a half. How do you feel about your man Vulcan? Here's the thing: you're older than Vulcan Uzdemir. That dude, that's crazy to me. Isn't that nuts? You want to talk about a dude whose genetics dude. hate him? Yeah, hate him, bro. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. Is he thirty? Uh, I think he's thirty-one. Okay, so same age. Yeah, don't age me. Well, I mean, your hairline is the same. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, Got him. What do you think? What do you think on the rounds here on the over under? I, I think I said I. I made a. I made a solemn blood vow not to bet Vulcan Uzdemir again after his last fight because he looks completely washed. Right. Like he looks dead. We so get it pretty. I like Nikita, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What what are you thinking about the rounds? Go ahead. I'm I didn't mean to hijack your thoughts. What's the like, over two and a half here? Over two and a half. Yeah. You are at oh man, my nose is shut. I don't think it was the mirror gets him out of there. Over two and a half plus one twenty. I wouldn't mind a stab at the over here. Even at that little of a number? Yeah, I mean, it's plus money. You have a half uni play, you think? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, why not? Do you want me to write that down? Can we add that to the list? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Volk. Over 2.5. Okay. I got you. All right. Chow Barella at minus 225, taking on Mahmoud Muradov at plus 175. Overrunner on rounds. This is two and a half. I think Muradov has to be your play here. He's a dog that'll fight for your money. He's highly talented. I know Barella's good. Everybody loves him because he comes out like a wild man. Muradov ain't a slouch, though, bro. I think he's I think he's worth a stab at plus 175. What do you think? Yeah, that's fine. I when we, when oh, we get man, down, to, you didn't even, didn't even try here. No, when we get down to the, the lower sides of the prelims here. Um, it's the feature prelim. Well, I just mean the prelims in general. Okay. The prelims in general. Um, I'm running out of steam here. Oh, geez. Well, you came in at a three to begin with. So I know. I the Vix got me up to a seven. The Vix got you to a seven. Dog fighting, Vix. Yeah. Halloween Oreos. I got you, bro. I think Muradov is worth a stab. I would not go big here. Um, I would not go big. Uh all right, let's run through this card real quick. Any plays that we landed on, please shout them out. Yes. Okay? All right. Lena Landsberg, Carol Rosa. Nothing? No, nothing. Okay. Mohamed Makiv taking on Malcolm Gordon. We're on Makiv inside. Inside the distance. Yeah. Parlayed. Yep. And we're parlaying that with Petrosian. Money line. Yeah. Correct. And, and that's coming in at plus 125. Plus 125. All right. Abu Bakar, Nurmagomedov taking Godzi, Omar Um, I mean, I'm, I'm on Godzi just for a pick. It's a slight lean. I probably won't bet the fight. Lucas Almeida, Zabir Tukagov. I would lean Almeida over Tukagov again. Not interested in playing it. Vulcan Uzdemir, Nikita Krylov. And we're on the over two and a half in a light heavyweight fight. Fuck. Okay. Um, Josh. Chow Barello taking on Mahmoud Muradov. I'm suggesting a small 
play on Muradov money line uh plus 175 small I'm, I'm making sure that i write small all right uh let's see sean brady Bilal muhammad we are on sean brady yes are you sure yes money line yes minus 150 it was like minus 135 wasn't it uh yeah i see it at 135 yeah okay Sean Brady, yes, 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 yes. I'll have to pull out the fucking login for my five dimes account. I don't even know if it's active. I'll have to pull it out. All right. Manon taking on Caitlin Chukagian. Chuk. Chuk money line. Chuk money line. And Chuk by sub in the second round at plus 5,000. Sub round two plus 5,000. I'm still chasing that one like when I caught Anthony Smith by sub. Yeah, I know. You're still chasing that. Trying to capture lightning in a bottle here. <laughs> Gamrot. Gamrot money line for all my money at minus 180. What, what are you thinking unit-wise on that Gamrot play? Uh, the biggest, honestly, the biggest I ever go um, anymore, discipline-wise, I try not to go right. any bigger than five. And I, I like that. That's I'd be like, that. what, that's five to win that'd be like five to win 3.2 or something like that yeah no that's, no five no not, no five no no no, no, no that's bad it'd be, it'd be five two, to win like 2.8 yeah it'd be 2.7 something yeah. yeah yeah um that's the biggest i, I really go anymore i i, I ha- i've been burned a couple times on going minus 200 favorites and fucking trying to let it rip and yeah and but i do and, really like yeah i agree with you and gamer out there yeah. So Gamrot. Um, okay. Let's see here. And then O'Malley yawn. What did we side here? I think we said. To go back and I might have an to go back and listen. Minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, an hour and fifteen minutes ago, I think we said. Uh, Maybe it had, yawn. It had to be yawn, and we yawn weren't taking the, O'Malley. Yeah, yawn by decision, maybe, or maybe. not nothing at oh, all. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, because we did think that O'Malley could make it three rounds. Yeah, so fight, fight goes the distance, maybe. No, I think it was, it was, yeah. Hmm. Yawn by decision. Me. Yawn by decision is minus one ten. Fight doesn't get, or fight goes the distance. Yeah. Um is minus 175. I honestly don't think we made a play on this. I think maybe we just not. Talk, I think we talked it and then just let and just moved yeah. on. So maybe right, because the Killershaw fight was next. Right. So then we got Killershaw versus Aljo and we're on we're on TJ. Killershaw money line. Was Lieutenant it? Dan money line. Dude, what is that? I <sighs> don't get into it. Yeah. Let's see here. My man says DJs can do parlay math in their head but can't figure out the tip on a check. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I Yeah. Yeah, I always just round up to the nearest dollar and then add. Yeah. That's, that's the way I do it. Uh, and then, co- or no, we did the co-main main event of the, <laughs> of the evening. Charlie Olives taking on Islam Makachev. We are doing Olives, more significant strikes. Round one. Round one. Um, and that's it. Even money. Mm-hmm. What I love about this bet, what I love about this bet is I don't ever put these stuff on, on the stuff on my slip that I post on Instagram and Twitter the day of the fight. 
And I have people that follow me on Instagram and Twitter that don't listen to the show at all. Mm -hmm. And I always have to fucking explain to them what these, these show specific bets are. They mm -hmm. always will. I don't understand what this means or why would you play that? I look forward to this one because I know for yeah. a fact they're going to be like, what book did you see it on? Where what, can I play it? I what's don't your reasoning? What's your reasoning? I don't understand it. Can you tell me why? Give me all of your time while I give you nothing in return. Please give me all your energy. Yes. Fun fact, I'm not fucking doing it this week. I'm mm -hmm. doing it. Not doing it, person. So, all right. You know who you are. You know who you are. Even though you'll never listen to this, you fucking mooch. All right. So, all right. The Vulcan Uzdemir over two and a half. The parlay between Makiev and Petrosian. Um, the Muradov small money line play. Brady money line. Chuk money line. Chuk sub round two. Gamrot money line. TJ money line. All of his more significant strikes in round one, even money. It's nine. Nine plays. I told nine. you I, I told you, you I, I told you I had five going into this. You talked me into four more. So congratulations. Thank you. Con congratulations. Congrats on all your success. 90% more. You increased my 80. Money. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I was at five and you added four more. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess so. Be an 80% increase. Okay. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Hour 47 minutes. you have anything you want to add? No, dude. I'm going to go pass out on my recliner while I watch the Lakers and the Warriors. Oh, uh, I do. Yeah. So we will have an episode this week for Give Me the Points. Oh, yeah. Um, skipped last week, obviously, because you were in town. Yeah, man. was kind of lackluster on Instagram with the plays as yeah. well because we were busy. Yeah. Got to make well, memories. What is um, – how did you guys finish last week? Uh, plus 1.2. What are you guys uh, up on the year? Uh, we're up plus five and a half. Gotcha. Took a took a hit yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, you got beat up two weeks ago. Took a, took a hit. Chased the dragon on Monday Night Football and just completely swung and missed. Well, um, happens. Yeah, but fuck Andy Reid for going for two. Uh, we had a, we had a, we had a big play on the Chiefs over thirty point five, and they finished with thirty because he went for two rather than kicking the extra point. Kick the, this kick the fucking extra kick the point, extra man. point. Just kick the extra point, man. Just kick it. So stupid. All right. Yeah. I'll let I'll let you go, buddy. I'll talk to you later on. All right, guys. Be good to each other. Subscribe to the new YouTube channel if you haven't already. Thumbs up, likes, share, check out, give me the points. Do all that shit. You guys know this already. I'm not, I'm not ugh, you listen to enough podcasts. I don't need to say this shit over and over again. Um, one more thing. Um, because I know he enjoys suffering and he sat here for the entire hour and 50 minutes. And I know he enjoys suffering because he's a Raiders fan. Thoughts and prayers to Trey again this week. No. Raiders. Dog shit. They are, but you think he listened? You think he's listening to all hour and 50 minutes of this? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe. go fuck did yourself. Did you? Maybe go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, did you see? I wanted to go back real quick. Um, in the chat, our boys over um, at Boston Brews Bets, they still have not accepted our our handicapping challenge. That's fine. I understand. Um, whenever you're ready to let your nuts hang, you can. Yeah. Whenever, but, you, wanna, uh, whenever you want to tan them nuts. Whenever you want to tan them nuts. He said, how do you feel about Kansas State at TCU over 58 and a half? I've, I don't know. I, I have to look into it. Okay. I got 
I, yeah, I gotta look. I gotta look into the numbers. Gotta look into analytics. Um, but I send the details. He said, "Hey, send location." He says, "Send, oh, send location." <laughs> he said, "What? Accept and send the details. Let's do it. We will make this happen. We will link up on Instagram. And we will figure out this handicapping challenge." Okay, real quick, I, I want to tell you a TCU joke. Okay, do you? <laughs> It's not a TCU joke. Do you know the difference between a tree frog and a horny toad? No. A tree frog says ribbit ribbit. A horny toad says rub it rub it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Be good to each other, guys. We'll talk to you guys this weekend. See you.